Nicole Solis has made a decision on this temporal earth to fight a battle that um, many parents are going to have to get into. Guys, I can't be more clear than to tell you that the school unions, they want the minds of your kids. So do the party. They want to teach critical race theory inspired curricula in the school, and they don't want to be stopped or challenged. Nicole Solis is a parent in Rhode Island. She decided to challenge this. Nicole, welcome back to The Todd Herman Show. Hi, great to be here again, Todd. Uh, Nicole, I just I want to just get people grounded in the, uh, the the brief history of Nicole Solis. I don't want to say unlikely, but I, I think unwitting activist and national figure in this. You woke up one morning and you went to a school board meeting. And can you talk about that meeting and give us a quick just synopsis of what has ensued since then? Yeah, so I think you're talking about the meeting where my school committee targeted me because I submitted public records requests. So what they did was they um, told me to submit public records in order, public record requests in order to get my questions answered about critical race theory and gender theory being taught. And they, I submitted what they thought were too many. So they scheduled a public school committee meeting to target, bully, and harass me for my public records request. And it was my show trial for asking questions. They put my uh, my name and all my requests on a big screen. They invited the community to speak against me. Um, but I had a tidal wave of support, and uh, hundreds of people came to support me, and my school ultimately voted not to sue me. But two months later, the teacher union did sue me, and they served me with papers a few days ago. They now want to prevent the disclosure of public information, which I requested, um, under the Public Records Act, and they are asking the court to not release certain information. And, and put everybody just, it's so easy these days because there's so much pressure on us cognitively, mentally, emotionally, constant crisis, constant crisis. Everybody's dying. Everybody's at risk. Let's t- for a moment take a breath, return ourselves mentally to a sane America, and just think of what happened to Nicole. They said, if you want to see her curriculum, submit a public document request. She did. They bring her for what you called a show trial. What's the, uh, uh, give us the etymology of that phrase. Where does the phrase show trial come from in your mind, Nicole? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's a Kafka term where you, you know, are, are told, you're not even told what, what your charges are. You're in this kangaroo court where, you know, you can't confront witnesses against you and, not, nothing really matters what the court does because at the end of your, your hearing or trial, you're, you're guilty. And so um, nothing makes sense in a, in a world of a show trial. It, it's just meant to send a message to the community that if you challenge authority, you they'll, they'll come after you. This is exactly right. And so we use the phrase sometimes on the show, Nicole, you may have heard this, a Kafka trap. They make you angry. They do everything they can to anger you. Then when you reply with an angry word, they say, oh, you're dangerous and angry. Right. So it is. It is is a show trial. Mark Stein has said that the process is the punishment. What has this done in terms of your ability to focus on your life and your children? And what has it done to your personal life, this show trial? You know, I I had so much support um, that I, I ended up really just getting my community to rally around me. In terms of my personal life, of course, it's, it's very stressful. You know, I, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I chose not to work so that I could um, raise my kids in a less chaotic um, schedule of, of going to work every day. 
But now this has really become my full-time job. Um, I mean, even today, my poor husband, who's been taking care of the kids so I can do these media interviews to get this message out there, what, what's going on in our school system. You know, he has a fever, and we're trying to balance the kids and what he needs. So it's, it is very stressful, but we're working it out. Um, and I also have the Goldwater Institute representing me pro bono. So at least I am not faced with, you know, catastrophic legal fees to defend myself. Right, so the Goldwater Institute is defending Nicole, um, and they're doing that pro bono. That's something that you consider in the way of a donation. The Goldwater Institute, I don't know if they need your money, but they can probably always take a donation or two. Nicole, the, the, what, what is the school union, or not, the, pardon me, the teachers union, they don't want you to have access to their communications with the school about critical race theory. So they, their contention is you, a parent and a taxpayer, don't get to look at what your employees are saying about critical race theory if it involves the unions. Is that correct? Right. So they're, I mean, even if it involves teachers. So they're saying that, um, and I, I have the complaint right here, it says, given the circumstances of the request, it is likely that any teacher who are identifiable and have engaged in discussions about things like critical race theory will then be the subject of teacher harassment uh, by national conservative <laughs> groups opposed to critical race theory. So that's word for word from the complaint. Um, uh, it's further anticipated that teacher emails will be produced that may or will contain discussions about critical race theory curriculum and other issues of interest to the requesters that will contain individual teachers' names and personally identifiable information. Now, teacher names are public information because they're public employees. Um, of course, we don't want any teacher or any person to be harassed, certainly not in the way that the NEA has harassed me or my school district has harassed me. But if you are a teacher somehow involved with CRT in a school district, that is a matter of public concern that is subject to public disclosure. So what the union is doing is saying that they want special treatment. They want to be above the law. They, you know, they're saying, well, we don't, we don't want public information coming out, but that's not up to a private organization to ask for. They're intervening with my civil right to access public information. And, and it's breathtaking, and in a normal sense, had we have we not been suffering through what we're being put through as a nation, this would raise the the this would chill the skin of anybody who understands a nation governed at the consent of the governed. And the fact that they are right. turning that they are you know weaponizing the courts against you to say, and this is it. I mean, tell me if this is an overstatement. What they're saying is we should be allowed to operate in darkness. We should be allowed to discuss whatever we want when we're teaching your children. You should have no insight into our decision-making process. And not only that, if you ask for that insight, then we are going to harass you. We're going to make you a national figure. We're going to put you on trial. I mean, look, I'm in the talk radio business. Our show has to be entertaining to grab attention. And you can tell me, I promise you, if I overstated that, say, hey, Todd, you're, I know you're trying to rile people up, but you're overstating it. It's okay to say that. Yeah, no, I don't think anything you said is hyperbole. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, the, the teacher union stated publicly that they want to push CRT out to 14,000 school districts, and now they're going to be engaged in um, like warfare against parents that oppose them. Well, okay, uh, if you want to be intimately involved in what our kids are learning and you're a teacher union, well, your involvement is now subject to public disclosure. 
And there's really nothing they can do about that, at least under these public records act laws that every state has and every citizen in in any state you don't have to live in rhode island to get public records under the access to public records act in rhode island by the way but every okay. parent and taxpayer can look to their their own public records act you can then request records from your public school and i encourage people to request communications between the union nea throw in AFP because we know that they want to push up critical race theory too ask for communications between them and school employees, and see how they're talking about critical race theory and what they want to do, and, you know, let them cry a river about the public getting access to that information, because all I think they can do is cry a river about it. Okay, let's let's explore that. I want to get some specifics from you. I also want to touch on gender ideology in the schools and how to investigate that. Nicole Solis is with us, brave woman fighting a battle for all of us, really for all of us, even if you don't recognize it. I promise you, this is for you. Let's check traffic with right-way traffic. Nicole Solis is with us. We'll give you some, she'll share with you how you can get in touch with her or at least monitor her situation and keep updates, uh, you know, coming to you about what she's doing to fight this battle. I would tell you this, in Washington State, in Idaho, in most states, if you Google public document requests and then the name of the agency, say public document request, Highline Public Schools, it will almost always send you straight to the page where you can fill out these forms and ask for these things. If you're not a member of the media, they usually don't charge you. Sometimes they'll try to charge you money, but you can normally get that pushback. And I've actually never, they've never even tried that with me. Um, Nicole Solis is with us. Nicole, what are some of the things, you talked about the groups we should look to and that we should undertake this and, and seek this information. What's some of the terminology you use? What are some of the things that parents should put into these public document requests? Yeah, the, the thing with public records requests is that the exact language you use determines the hit you get back. So if I were to say, um, I request curriculum about critical race theory, the school will probably come back and say no responsive documents because they technically do not have curriculum documents titled critical race theory. But if I submit a public records request for, um, you know, lesson plans talking about whiteness or privilege or Black Lives Matter, maybe that would give me a hit back. Now, it's hard for me to know exactly which of my requests made them this nervous to file a lawsuit, except I do know that it's email communications because they specifically mentioned it in the complaint. So um, what I did was submit email uh, requests for email communications. I actually requested, um, I think, specific teachers that I knew had teachers less had excuse me, taught lessons related to CRT because they posted about it on Facebook. But here, um, I think a, maybe a good request would be communications between teacher unions, teacher union members, and um, school officials or school employees, and maybe narrow that request to the past month or, you know, the past two months. So if you request a big scope of information, they're probably going to come back and say, well, that's $10,000 because they did that with me. I requested emails for six months of a, of a school committee member that was a union member, and they said $9,000. When I challenged it, they dropped it to $75. So these estimates are really kind of a joke. I don't, I don't know how they, yeah, I don't, I, and I said, and then I submitted a public article who said, what is the calculation you use for public records requests? And then they said that that was exempt from public disclosure. So, um, <laughs> one, and, and, you know, <laughs> one of the reasons why I submitted, like, the reason why I had to submit so many public records requests is because the language wouldn't, they would say no, no documents. The language wouldn't give me a hit back. So then I had to try a different wording of it. 
And I had to keep them short and narrow because I can't afford $9,000 to get information. So um, I recommend that parents, taxpayers try it. You don't have to have a kid in the system to have a stake in the system because you're paying for it. Um, and again, teacher unions, they're not above the law. So I don't think they thought that this would happen by suing me, but this lawsuit is only going to expose them more. It's not going to protect them. Yeah, you'd said uh, that you had become aware of a Supreme Court ruling, I guess, um, in Rhode Island that, that seems to be good news for your side. Nicole Solis is with us uh, fighting a battle for all of us. What, what's this Supreme Court ruling in uh, Rhode Island? Um, let me see if I can pull up the name quickly, but it, it's a Rhode Island Supreme Court case that says that a private third party who is not the party, any of the parties like this, the entity that the records are being requested from or the requester, which would be me, have no standing to uh, interfere <laughs> in a record request. Yeah, so it's, um, it's a problem when you submit a complaint to court about this. And you don't even name the Rhode Island Supreme Court case that is almost perfectly on point in this case. I mean, that is extremely negligent. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how the other side is going to explain that. Um, And and we'll get to how people can keep in touch with you or at least, I guess, get updates from you. Not necessarily that you have time to communicate with your now millions of of supporters and the Goldwater Goldwater Institute supporting you pro bono with your legal work. Um, You also took them on in terms of gender ideology. May I ask how you learned that the Rhode Island school was teaching uh, the Rhode Island schools were teaching gender ideology? I called my principal after I enrolled my daughter in kindergarten and just directly asked, do you teach anything in any way with gender theory um, and critical race theory? And she said, well, we don't call the boys, uh, we don't call the students boys and girls. We don't use gendered <laughs> terminology in the classroom. Um, and uh, they embed the ideals or values of gender identity into the classroom. And really that statement alone is so key because schools will get around having to show you what they're teaching because they say, well, we embed the values of this ideology, meaning, you know, it's things we say to the kids that we don't have public documents that we're saying. It's it's practices that we may do, Um, like we don't call them boys and girls. So they told me they were doing it, and now I said, well, tell me everything you're doing with it. And every parent has a right to know that. So, yeah. The, the radicalism of this cannot be overstated. Um, we, we This week we'll have a woman on our program, Nicole, in Washington State at Purdy Prison on the 21st of August. There's going to be a protest because the, the dictator of Washington State, Jay Inslee, has seen fit to put male rapists into the prisons where women are held, into women's prisons. We've seen a rape. We've seen abuses. We see pregnancies now. Um, and they're doing this under this genderless society. And, and they're taught now in schools in Washington State, Nicole, that, that when a child is born, the, the doctors toss a coin in the air, basically. They have no idea of sex. What's biological sex? We don't know. This can't be decided until kindergarten when the kind teacher helps them figure this out. So um, this is pervasive and it's national. Uh, how do people get updates from you so that they can at least observe your battle and learn from you and learn how to do public document requests? That's what we call them out here as PDRs. But um, how do they how do they uh, keep in touch with you in that way? My Twitter is Nicoletta0602. It's N-I-C-O-L-E-T-T-A-0602. 
Um, that's where I'm going to be posting updates. I also have a Facebook group called Rhode Island Parents Against Indoctrination. Um, I, it's hard to let people in. Uh, so, you know, re- request membership and I'll do my best to get to you. But yeah. Twitter is really the best place to go. Now, what are you going to do when Twitter disappears you? <laughs> um, I guess I haven't thought that far ahead. I didn't use Twitter until now. Um, but I guess I'll have to think about that now. Well, because if you recognize the existence of biological sex on Twitter, that is a material violation and they will disappear you. I know. I know. Yeah. It's really it's really scary because, you know, whether we like it or not, big tech is really the government. The government is really just a bunch of corporations telling us what to do. And what? we just we just can't sit back and, and say, Oh, okay, well, you know, I just use Twitter for fun. You know, Twitter all these social media platforms are um, not really on our side. I, I, I'm just driven to ask because, out of curiosity, Nicole, what is your what is your education background? May I ask what you did professionally before you decided to become a stay at home mom? I'm a lawyer. You are a lawyer. Okay. Uh, I knew you were an intellect and an energy and had a lot of principle. And I was kind of guessing you're a lawyer. Um, you know what I hear more mm-hmm. from you. Uh, is I hear I, I you're familiar with the premise of sheep uh, versus um, the, the dogs that guard sheep uh, versus warriors. I hear in you a happy warrior, Nicole, um, who is refusing you, you. You are a sheepdog and you're helping to guard the flock. And I hear that in you. And that comes through loud and clear. Happy warrior. I don't think they can. I don't think they can beat you, Nicole. I think you're unbeatable. Thanks. That really means a lot. Well, I, I guess, I don't know if it's, the lawyer training is probably helpful, but man, were you well-raised. <laughs> so I, I'm guessing maybe I, maybe that's not true, but maybe you made your own path. But uh, uh, I would just tell you that I will wish that God will keep on you the full armor of God. I, I personally, in my construct, believe there's a spiritual component to this. Um, we may differ on that, and that doesn't matter to me, because right now we're just fighting the same battle. Um, Nicole Solis has been with us. Do lend her your prayers and uh, keep in touch with her. Learn from her and do as she's done. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us on The Todd Herman Show. Thank you so much.